To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 136. Your Opinionated Benchwarmers are back to do what we do best, and that's discuss sports. Football is on the brinks. We're on the eve of it. What's up, fellas? One night away from kickoff. How y'all feeling? Yeah, I mean, it feels good on this Tuesday to record and to finally jump into some football, some real football. No, Rob and I have been grinding preseason fantasy and like trying to figure out all these gems and stuff that was a little different this year so um ready to see the starters man nobody plays starters anymore so we've been looking at all these third strings and backups so i'm ready to do that and see some starters play yeah no definitely ready for the season to get kicked off uh to be honest like i just really didn't get into preseason this time around for some reason it just it just wasn't my thing. I just been waiting for the for the bright lights to be there, for the big show to be there. So uh seeing the season get kicked off is a little, you know, well overdue, a little long overdue. So I'm not gonna hold us. We can go on and get into it. Well, you know how it go, man. You know how DFS go, and then you get into a little bit of the, you know, trying to see how your team might sneak a peek at your team. Um, can we start out with some big quick news? Um, I don't know what to make of it as we enter into Thursday, uh, the NFL season opener on Thursday night. We have the Lions and the Chiefs and it came out. Reports came out that Travis Kelsey may have tweaked his knee. I did see the latest report that his uh, ACL is intact and his structure is intact, but they're going to wait until tomorrow to evaluate him further. Um, but for those that has already drafted and we're coming up on maybe a couple more nights where you'll be drafting. Are you guys concerned about this injury going forward? No, not at all. Um, I think just like they said, as long as that ACL is intact, if it's a hyperextended, hyperextension of a knee, you know, that's one of those things, one or two weeks, you know, as long as all those ligaments are intact. He may miss this game because it is Thursday, but I really feel like it's one of those injuries. If it was Sunday, he'd probably be play limited um, during that Sunday game. Yeah, same. Not too concerned at all. And honestly, as one who does have a share of Travis Kelsey in another league, uh, he's a guy that I probably would want to see maybe sit out, honestly, this week. I'd rather have him good for the long haul, go ahead and recover, take some time. For some fantasy managers, they may not want that, but long-term, I'm not too concerned. So what does it do for people that are drafting the night before? Because some people are hesitant. I'm in a league personally where we don't do the draft until the night before the NFL season opener. Does this change the draft strategy? I know that we're guys that don't go into the draft saying we got to have this guy per se early in the earlier rounds. But what would you think? What is the, I guess, the perfect place for you to draft him if you're going into uh, redrafts uh, 
either tomorrow night or or the ne- or the following day. Yeah, no, I think you take advantage of the situation. Everybody's kind of scared of um, drafting players at the top when they have some injury news, right? Nobody wants to be stuck with a player that's either out for the year. But, you know, it's so early. You can adjust your roster. You can make trades. You can make moves, you know. As a Cooper Cup owner right now, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat waiting on news. But I didn't want that to deter me. Um, I had a draft yesterday. This just kind of relates to the topic where Cooper Cup went in the third round. I got to take him there. You know, I have to take him there because, one, we don't know what the news is. If he missed two or three weeks, I still think your third-round pick, he's totally worth taking him there. I think your strategy, to answer your question, is to sit back and you wait, you know, especially if you have one of those later picks, and see if he falls. If he falls, let him fall to you. You take him and you take advantage of the situation and you get in pretty much a first-rounder in the second round or the third-rounder. Um you know, if I was doing rankings, I would say he would drop maybe five spots or so, whatever, you know. Um, but, again, that's still borderline first round to second round pick. Yeah, same thing. I was just going to say quickly, I take him at the back end of the first, early second at this point. I still wouldn't have hesitation. Well, even when Kelsey was healthy, I'm going to take him in the back of the first or the beginning of the second. I just feel some type of way about taking a tight end in the first round, no matter how great they are. I realize Kelsey is the greatest one of the greatest fantasy players of all time, but that's neither here nor there. Now, implications for other players around there. Do you, maybe do you do you jump on Sky more a little more? Maybe you jump on Kadarius Tony. Maybe some other weapons. Maybe you throw some Smith Schuster. Um, either weapons. We know that typically, even though it's a season long situation, you still you know you're looking at it week to week and you're trying to win. Are you looking at maybe taking a chance on some of the other uh, supporting cast? Yeah, I think you you always, especially those guys, they're going after like the 12th round. A lot of his weapons, which is weird, right? You know, you think you got the, a historical good quarterback. You know, you think you're going to be taking his weapons a little bit higher. But because what we've seen last year in that offense, right, where they spread the ball around and you don't know who the ball is going to go to. I was talking to um, a Chiefs fan myself, and he was talking about McKinnon, right? McKinnon is one of those guys that he's pretty much second or third running back on that team, but he shows up on that team he scores touchdowns on that team he's a player i can't trust right because he he's inconsistently doing it but you know that team is just they spread the ball out besides kelsey he's going to get his and then everybody else is open guy you know it's no more tyreek there where you know he's going to get his as well um i think it's kind of like wide receiver by committee which is a, a weird term to to say Right. No, you covered it. I mean, my thing is too. you know, do they lean on the run game more? Does it up, you know, Pacheco's value and give him a little bit more opportunity uh, to eat from a fantasy standpoint? Um, so. So, yeah, like you said, you look at those weapons. I do think that probably Sky Moore is wide receiver one right now if Travis Kelsey isn't there. Uh, so he is a guy with target. But besides that, they still going to spread it around. And they'll still be fine. We'll see how OB delivers. We are done with our fantasy coverage. If you want to check out our fantasy coverage, you got some last-minute drafts coming up. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, where we have episode 134 and 135 up, where it gives us where it gives you um, our perspective of rankings and tiers of positional players to help you with your NFL fantasy drafts. So, for, so fellas, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, not only am I excited because, you know, just in a, in a couple hours, me and Los about to jump on the flight and head to vacation. But outside of that, I'm excited because Thursday night, don't even know how I'm going to watch the game because I'm out of the country. So that kind of concerns me a little bit. 
But it's nice to know that NFL season is among us, the most exciting time of the year. Thursday night, we have the Lions and the Chiefs. We'll start there, and then we'll get into our division divisional winners in the NFL. Um, so maybe maybe you want to take take some notes down, and uh, maybe you want to play some some future bets if you're listening to us between now and Thursday. Uh, maybe you want to take some bets on some divisional winners here. Uh, but hey, here we go, guys. We have the Lions and the Chiefs. What are you expecting to see this Thursday? And then who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I, I expect a lot of points. I expect a lot of points this Thursday. Um, I think right now the over-under, I was looking at it earlier, it's about 55 points, which, again, that's what we do on average, 30 to 25. So probably within a touchdown. Who who knows, right, um, especially with this Kelsey news coming out. I think a lion. I'm, I'm choosing myself. I'm choosing the Lions, right? I know that's probably that's the underdog, right? Obviously, you're coming to the champs. But the Lions, I think they're in a season where they're going to probably – sneak into the playoffs they missed it by a game last year the nfc is wide open um there's there's not as much competition all the the good quarterbacks went to the afc so um i'm picking the lions to upset them week one yeah i i hate to to be this guy that seemed like i'm on the fence but basically to me this does hinge on if travis kelsey plays or not no travis kelsey i'm going with the lions if travis kelsey is there I still think that Kansas City will get it done. Wow. Y'all are high on the Lions this year, although I do think they are a sneaky pick, a uh, future pick. Uh, but, I, I mean, I have to go. I mean, I, I we'll get into divisions a little later as to where I rank them. But, you know, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes makes everybody around him better. He proved it this past season. You win a freaking Super Bowl and your wide receiver one decides to go to another team in Tyreek Hill. And then you just – you just uh, up the level of everybody around you. I think I could go out there and maybe catch a pass or two with Mahomes as my quarterback. So, you know, I have to go with Patrick Mahomes. As long as no reports come out that Patrick Mahomes is injured, I'm good with taking the the Chiefs. I, I think a lot of points will be scored, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it will be close. I think it might come down to the fourth quarter, and we all know what that man can do. He has ice in his veins. I think that he'll seal the deal there. So I don't care. It doesn't bother me too much that Travis Kelsey is is out of is out or, or does he play or, or if he's hampered. That doesn't bother me at all because of the the level that Mahomes is able to up around the, the team around him. So I mean, I'm going with Mahomes. It's more so a Mahomes thing more than a Chiefs thing. I think the Chiefs pull it out. I like it. I like it. I mean, you almost convinced me, especially with you coming out there and catching a pass or two, you know, that that, that really was a, the, the turning point. You know, when you threw that point in there and you kind of built like a tight end, I thought I really oh, like a tight end. <laughs> yeah, I might not be on the fence anymore after that one. You might have got his way. He said, I'm built like a tight end. Yeah. So what are the implications? So we'll go through the divisions, um, of course, uh, we'll we'll lay it out there. I think we'll spend more time on some divisions more so than others, uh, but we'll go through it right now. Uh, let's start in the AFC East, of course, with the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the Jets. Um, of course, Jets had that very special uh, acquisition and in, in that bad man, uh, Aaron Rodgers, this past season, amongst others. Uh, they they re-signed Quinnen and well extended Quinnen Williams, which is their their star defensive tackle. Uh, you know the Jets have put all their chips in the middle of the table. They're going for it right now, and of course you got 
Garrett Wilson, who emerged his rookie year, coming back for the Jets for a second year, which we're expecting a huge year out of him. But uh, this AFC East, man, it, it could get interesting with the Dolphins and the Bills, and then you never can count on Belichick. So I'm interested to see what, what are your guys' thoughts on this division and who do you have ultimately winning it? Yeah, I got this division um, kind of being one of those, like, ugly divisions, right, where it's like – eight, nine, and nine and eight, you know, one of those divisions where it's like they're all like a game apart with, obviously, I, I don't have the Patriots. Um, I got the Patriots probably finishing last in that division. Um, I just don't trust the quarterback play, you know, and that's just the real separator between the rest of those guys. If you look at just pure quarterback and pure talent, um, I got the Jets and the Bills at the top of that division. Um, I think the Jets are ready. Um, I think they were a piece away. From being good, they had a good defense. You know, they just were was pretty much a quarterback away from being good and competing with the Bills. Um, I'm gonna go with the Jets to win the division. I mean, I know that's the the flashy pick, right? But I think the Jets again. I think Aaron Rodgers does change it. I think they have two good running backs and Brees Halls and Dalvin Cook. You look at the receiving course with them bringing in Alan Lazard. Obviously, like you mentioned, Gary Wilson being there. Um, then you got that defense, right? That defense with Sauce Gardner, and then you got um Big Williams, right? Williams up the yeah, middle. Yeah, Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams up the middle. Um, you know, I I just I look at that defense, and I think they're ready. And then they drafted well too this year. So I believe they have Will McDonald on the uh, on the outside at deep end. So you look at that and all those pieces. I think they have the right pieces to compete. And the only reason I didn't pick the Bills is because of how the money they have tied up into Von Miller right now, who is on the pup list and out a month. Right. That's a big, important piece of the month. Right. Where this division is going to be close. Right. They don't have that important piece to close games for them. Um, so right now I got the Jets winning that division with the Bills finish second. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, I think you laid it out pretty well. I'm still rocking with the Bills to win that division. Um, and part of it for me, too, is I still think that although, you know, a lot of those pieces have been around over there in New York, they still do have some new acquisitions. I think it takes them a little bit of time to gel as the season gets rolling. Um, but then I think you also pay attention. If you look at their strength of schedule, especially early in the season, they have one of the toughest schedules to start off the season. And so to me, that doesn't totally bode well when you're piecing new pieces together, basically. Um, so ultimately, I still think that the Bills, they are the Bills. We know who they are. Uh, the last couple of years, they've been at the top of that division. Um, I think that the Dolphins are a little bit underrated. Uh, I probably would even maybe have them a little bit higher if uh, the Jalen Ramsey situation didn't happen, obviously, and then the uncertainty of Tua. Uh, but I believe that this could arguably, it might be the most competitive division uh, that we have this year. But ultimately, I think that the Bills will rise to the top. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Uh, I'm I'm with uh, Ramon on this one. I'm going to roll with the Bills here. Uh, the Bills, we know what they can do. Uh, a lot of that falls on Josh Allen's shoulder. Um, I think that, you know, Stephon Diggs is, is, is set for a big year. I mean, they hear the noise. They hadn't been able to get it done. I think that this year they'll be playing with a chip on their shoulder, knowing that this window is is slowly closing with the Bills and how well they can how, – how much longer can they be this good? So they know they need to win now. Uh, I think that the Jets will be in a situation where they will have to mold. And we know how football goes in there. And I, I think they're going to have to work out some kinks. So I, I do like the Bills as being a, a, a top that division. And like you mentioned, I mean, the Dolphins would be there. 
offensively. I think they they pack a punch. And then, you know, we're not talking about New England, but I think Mac Jones is who he is. And I think Lowe's alluded to that as well. I don't think that he's a franchise quarterback. Um, but I think Bill Belichick is going to make it interesting for those guys, and he's going to be tough. Uh, he's going to make games tough So uh, in, out in Foxborough. But I, I think Bills will, will pull it out. But we can move on to the AFC North, which I think that that's probably – Maybe my favorite division right now, just because of the competition. Uh, you got the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals. You got the Cleveland Browns uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we'll start with Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think will probably finish at the bottom. But you got Coach uh, Coach Tomlin, who's never had a losing season as a coach. He's been their coach for over a decade. Um, but, I mean, the way that they're able to win win games, we saw Kenny Pickett in preseason. I think he takes another step forward. Uh, he has the weapons in George Pickens and, and Pat Farmuth, uh, and as well as uh, the, my guy Deontay Johnson, who Lowe stole from me in, in our uh, Keepers League draft, but we won't talk about that. Maybe we'll have some time to talk about that a little later. Um, but I think, you know, Najee Harris and, you know, I, I even think um, Jalen behind him is a good back as well. But they're tough. But then you look at the Cleveland Browns, who Deshaun Watson has had a full season in, in camp, and then you got the Beagles, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and company. Should I, you know, I only have to mention it. And then you have Baltimore Ravens, who may have their NFL MVP this year. I'm going to go ahead and go out on the limb and uh, Lamar Jackson coming back with a chip on his shoulder. But, I mean, this division is going to beat themselves up, man. I, I think, you know, this whoever comes out of this division will, will very well be battle-tested. I guess I'll kick it off since I started it off. Um, I'm gonna go with the winner here. I, I think the Bengals is gonna gonna end up ultimately being winning that division. Uh, I'm just solely on Joey B and, and him taking another step forward and him being healthy. But the Bengals are 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 a scrappy team. They already been in a Super Bowl. Uh, they they have they're getting experience. They have young guys. I, I, I like the Bengals coming out of that division this year. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a ride. Um, with the Ravens. I just don't like the injuries that's kind of starting with Burrow. I think they start a little slow. Um, I'm going to ride with the Ravens for myself. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one. Like you said, with the injuries, I'm still going to go with the Bengals. I think that at peak form, they still are the best team in that division. Even though I am intrigued by Baltimore, the um, differences that they've made uh, in that offense to see how that rolls out with the weapons that they have and with that new offense under Monken. Uh, kind of interested to see how that shapes up, but still ultimately think that the Bengals are the best team in that division. And I think that this is the best offensive line that Joe Burrow has had so far in his career. So when you give him the best offensive line he's had with those weapons that he has on the perimeter, I, I just got to side with that. Yeah, uh, great valid points in that division. You guys didn't bat an eye at my Lamar Jackson take. I, I'm interested to see. Is that going too far, saying that he could be the league's MVP this year? No. No, that's not going too far at all. I mean, when you think about what he did, obviously, winning the MVP in what his second year in the league, and you talk about the changes that they're talking about making in that offense, uh, giving him the ability to air it out more, actually having more than one receiver that he can go to, in addition to what he always has in Mark Andrews. But – Typically, it's been a Mark Andrews show and maybe one receiver, as in Hollywood Brown that he had back in the day or something of that sort. And so now, you know, with having Rashad Bateman, with bringing in Odell, who should hopefully be uh, healthier at this point, and then having 
uh y'all's guys a flowers um in the mix as well <laughs> with uh right. you alluding to the to uh post draft trade that me and los made Zay flowers for antonio gibson you're right right um Uh-oh. and then when you look at that backfield as well too with jk dobbins being a year further removed from that acl injury i think that he'll be back you know pretty much to himself so i wouldn't be shocked with the weapons that are surrounding him if he made a run at it what's interesting there is that i'm having a tough time sorting through that wide receiver core with the ravens because it's Right, you have Rashad Bateman, you have Zay Flowers, you have Odell Beckham. We don't know what this core is going to look like. So from a fantasy perspective, I really struggle seeing the value. But I do, I will say the highest upside I see out of all those guys is Zay Flowers, just relying on strictly talent. So, I mean, that's how I saw it through it. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And then you got Mark Andrews, who's the number one target there. He's basically the wide receiver one. So we'll see how that goes. But we'll move into Ramon's division. I'll let him kick it off. Of course, we got Houston Texans, the AFC South. We got the Houston Texans. We got the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans, which has been a bulky, a very bulky division. But we'll let Ramon yeah. take it from here. Yeah, I honestly think that when you look at this division, um, I really think that there's a clear-cut leader here. I, I really don't even think that we need to go – long through it honestly i think that the jacksonville jaguars are head and shoulders above any of the other teams that are in this division uh in houston you're going to obviously have a younger rookie quarterback who has decent weapons around him but nothing uh to really you know bat an eye at too much with the weapons that are surrounding him i think that there'll be some growing pains from not just him but also having a rookie head coach and D'Amico ryan's there um you look at my indianapolis colts I'm just being honest, we aren't there. <laughs> Obviously, we can't even figure out our situation uh, with Jonathan Taylor and get that under wraps. Um, I really think we're going to be, you know, of course, phasing in a young rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson, who has some fantasy football implications. But as far as to me winning games at this point, I honestly don't think that we are there uh, right now. And then to me, the Tennessee Titans as well, too. Uh, obviously, they still have, of course, Derrick Henry back there. Uh, you'll have the weapon. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins being uh, obviously introduced and unveiled there. But to me, Ryan Tannehill is just never a quarterback that I'm going to get behind uh, to really lead, you know, the charge for them to really make too much of noise. So when I just look at the division, to me, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and everybody else. Yeah, full agreement. Jags to win the division this year. I just look again, the quarterback situation. Trevor Trevor Lawrence, it's time to take that leap. He was a guy that finished number seven in uh as a number seven overall fantasy quarterback last year, which could be talking to a lot of people, but he really is. And then with Kevin really stepping on now, I think they take that next step and win that division. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Jags all the way. Uh, the proof's in the pudding. The weapons are there. I won't spend much time. You know, Tank Bigsby, I'm I'm excited to see what he brings as an as offseason addition out of Auburn. Uh, but, yeah, the Jags are leaps and bounds. But I will say, I will say, Ramon, y'all, y'all's division will get interesting in the next couple years, I'd say. You know, um, with, with Stroud joining the fold and Anthony Richardson, we know what he, he could potentially be. And I think the Titans are left out because they just play a musical chair with quarterbacks they're drafting. I don't know what they're doing quite quite yet. They don't know what they're doing after Ryan Tannehill. But we'll move on. Time well spent there. Uh, so we got finally the AFC West. 
Um, the Broncos, the the Denver Broncos, the the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I will say that the Broncos are just like the New Orleans Saints. It's just in a different uniform. Uh, I mean, could you be more obvious in stealing so many players from New Orleans, Sean Payton? Come on, man. I, I appreciate what you did for the city. I love you. Still the love, still there. But, man, you take my kicker. You take all of my <laughs> – I, I looked at his roster. I'm like, what is this, a New Orleans Saints roster? Like, he took all of our, like, third, second and third stringers, seems like. Um, but I'm interested to see what he can do with, with Russell Wilson. Uh, it's no stranger to any NFL fan that he wanted Russell Wilson dating back to when he was in New Orleans, and we just couldn't get it done. And now he finally has Russell Wilson. Can he fix Russell Wilson? But even then, I, I would say for me, I think that the Chiefs are beyond on another level, and I think that they will win this division again easily. I don't think – I think Sean will make some improvements to Denver, but I think ultimately the Chiefs are just too good. Yeah, I mean, I look at that division, and it's it's another one. I mean, the AFC is loaded, man. Like, just from top to bottom, the AFC is loaded. It's going to be everybody. Gonna, when they make the playoffs, they're going to be fighting. You know, again, it's really going to be a coin flip, I think, um, to get to the get to the, the, the championship game. But for myself, I, I got – obviously, the, I can't not choose the defending champs, right? I look at that team, and then I just want to touch on one of the things that you said um, about Sean Payton and fixing Russell Wilson. I saw a report that came out today, and I thought that was interesting, and I wanted the listeners to hear um, what Sean Payton um, allegedly told Russell Wilson. He told him, will you effing stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. <laughs> this is Sean Payton to Russell Wilson on caring less about his public image. You know, everybody kind of think that, you know, Russell kind of puts on this good guy image, but he's sucking on the field the last couple of years. So nobody wants to hear that. We talk, you know, we they heard all of the reports about him bringing his own guys in last year. And like, you know, all of his teammates weren't really giving him any respect. They was like, look, man, we don't want to hear this if you're not showing up on the field. So I, I'm interested to see how this turns out with Sean Payton trying to turn Russell Wilson into this bad guy. Everybody tired of this good guy acting, then you stinking it up on the field. But I just wanted to throw that part in there. Well, that's interesting. That report is very interesting to see how Sean just forgot that he's a head coach in the NFL. You can't just be going at opposing head coaches, which I'm alluding to when he went at uh, homie with the Jets and then Roger Daniel Hackett. Yeah, when at Hackett, like I'm like, what are you doing? You're not an analyst anymore, Sean. You are a head coach. You cannot be saying these types of things and making bulletin board material for the rest of the league. I mean, Brian Kelly, he learned a valuable lesson this past weekend as well. But I, we won't touch yeah, on that yeah. either. But yeah, won't even want to talk smart. about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I'll go quickly too. I mean, y'all said it. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs is difficult to pick against them. Only thing I will say, I am interested to see how that offense um, with Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator in L.A. this year, how that goes. They're saying it is going to be wide open. Uh, and, of course, we already know that your boy Justin Herbert, he has all the weapons over there. So, obviously, they had that disappointing end to the season with the 27-point uh, comeback that uh, that Jacksonville Jaguars had on them in the playoffs but I think that they're the only team to meet in that division that poses a little bit of a challenge to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. So that's good stuff. I'm interested to see what improvements will be made. I'll have my eye on Denver, man. I, I like Sean and I liked him when he was in New Orleans. So 
I wish them nothing but the best, as long as it don't have anything to do with my Saints. So we'll shift focus to the NFC division uh, conference. And, I mean, I, I'll say this. The NFC, is, is, is it's wide open. I mean, I, I think that that's easy to see there, clearly to see. But we'll get into it. And I, selfishly enough, I won't start with, with the NFC South, which is beloved to my heart. That includes my Saints. But I'll start in the NFC East. We have the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Commanders. I'm not a homer here, but they're right up the street. The What's Giants, up, fellas, man? Did I say the Giants? You said the I Jets. I did. I thought I did. Oh, uh, New York Jets. And I'm looking at it, and I said uh, <laughs> the Giants. I'm sorry, Giants fans. The New York Giants. Uh, but, I mean, this division has always been a scrappy one. But, uh, I mean, I'll let you guys lead it off. I have to do some, some soul searching here. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I'm just – uh, I got two teams. Dang. <laughs> a little tough. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm looking at it here. I was like, right. yeah, the Giants and the Cowboys. I was like, what? What am I thinking? It was a powerhouse here. So I would say I'm going to go with the team that went to the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the Eagles um, to win that division. But again, this division, they talked about how um, how unoften it happens that somebody back to back wins this division, right? It's always jumping to different teams, yeah. different team, very the competitive. NFC East. Yeah. So um, I got I'm gonna got the Eagles winning the divisions, but I got the Giants really making noise this year because I really like the 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 jump that Daniel Jones is making. I like their offense with the ball, you know, coming from uh, the Bills. Um, um, so I really, Brian really, Dable. yeah, Dable. There we go. And so I really, really really like the jump and I like what they're going to do with Waller bringing in. We've seen a little taste of that in the preseason. So um, I'm looking forward to the Giants and seeing what they can do and see if they can compete against the Eagles. Um, but um, I think the this is the Eagles division to lose. Yeah, that, that was my feedback as well, too. I, I really like those two teams, so I'm not going to rehash it too much. I'm going with the Eagles, though. I got to go with the ones that won the division and made it all the way to the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. I'm going Eagles, too. Let's not spend more time. I will say with Dak, though, Dak needs to get it done this year or they will be looking. They, they He just signed an extension, but I, I'm sure they'll find a way to get him out of there. Um, NFC North, we got the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers out, out the door. Jordan Love era has begun. We got the Minnesota Vikings, which we know all know that this is Jetta's team here. But um, – I guess collectively, I already know how you guys feel about the Lions. So, I mean, we might not, we might just skip that. But um, I, I, is there any team you see competing with that team? Do you see the Vikings being sneaky to compete to take that division? I do. I mean, obviously, they started off the last year hot, right? They only had one loss, um, I think, 13, 14 games yeah. or something like that. That so, schedule was kind of, kind of, it was kind of soft, right? It was yeah, suspect. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I see that as another good division, right, that I really think the Bears, I got their head coaches winning the head um, head coach of the year um, this year. I think they make that jump um, They with them bringing DJ Moore over there, you know, kind of the similar path that we've seen from my guy um, Jalen Hurts, right? They finally get him a weapon, a number one guy over there. The defense is getting better, right? They bringing in uh, – I forget the defense in, but they just bring in a defense in that – um, that's in top three, top four of sacks in the last three or four years. I think he played for the Colts for a year or two. Um, but anybody, anyway, I was just say, watch out for the Bears. But obviously, I got the Lions winning that division. 
Yeah, I won't speak too long on it. I got the Lions, and I don't really have too big of a contender against them. I think that they are clear-cut the best team in that division. Yeah, Dan Campbell got him rolling, man. That The job he's done in turning that culture around, and, you know, seems like he's fixed Jared Goff, you know, uh, so, so uh, Amon St. Brown is in for a monster season, which I believe. Hopefully I can get a couple shares in my next couple of drafts. Uh, but, yeah, he, you know, I think the Lions all day. I like the Lions to win that division. It won't be even close. Jameer Gibbs season, man. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, yeah Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, he's another one that I think, you know, I think him and David Montgomery will have good seasons this year. All right, so we move to the NFC South. Of course, it includes my New Orleans Saints, who I'm excited to talk about. Uh, we have the Charlotte, I'm sorry, the Carolina Panthers, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady's departure and with Baker Mayfield in town. I don't see much much out of them, uh, but I do like my New Orleans Saints to finish this division. I already placed the bet with DraftKings, so no shout out to them. But you know, I already placed my bet. I think that the Saints will win this division, and I think that we have a, a nice cushion first four games and i think if we take care of business we'll be in a good spot here um but i think we will be a fun division you know with um with uh with the panthers starting their rookie quarterback and then uh Bijan uh, with the falcons i think the falcons will be a sneaky fun team to watch this year actually uh just with all the weapons that they have with drake london and Pitt uh with his second year i mean third going to his third year um, I think they have the weapons to to be a fun offense to watch with uh, Ritter at at the helm. But who knows what Ritter is? I don't really too much. I'm not really huge on Ritter. Uh, he'll have to show me this year. But uh, I think anything is better than what they had last year. I got Ritter taking a big step and a surprising step. I got actually the Falcons winning this division. Oh, uh, he just made the Saints. Saints hater. <laughs> I got the Falcons winning this division. I really do. I I, I know that's, that's, again, another probably crazy call, but I think Ritter's going to shock a lot of people this year. Like, Ritter's going to be one of those guys and you know, I know I'm I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth here because I'm kind this of man watching him so much. He talked himself into Ritter being a franchise. <laughs> listen, listen to me. Check me out. I know I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth right now, but I like Ritter a lot, and he's one of those quarterbacks I'm watching in a lot of my leagues, right? Because a lot of your fantasy leagues, your benches are smaller. A lot of people don't draft two QBs that put one QB in there. But he's one of those guys that I'm watching as the season go on to see how he performs in this offense. And I think I really believe Ritter is only up from what Mariota did last year. Mariota, was we seen in the QB um, lead that they did on Netflix, Mariota is just – he's on the back end, man. He He's probably – this is probably his last year, honestly, in the league. Um, but I Ritter, I think Ritter is going to take that step and he's going to look nice. Is he going to, he's going to put a lot of people, he's going to put away a lot of doubt this year. So I got the Falcons actually sneaking and winning closely with the saints, um, towards the end. Yeah. I, I feel like y'all both outlined it, uh, pretty well. I'm going to just go really quick. I got the saints winning the division. I still think that they're the best team. And I think that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division. So I'm going to roll with the Saints. I almost went left just to get Rob going, but I decided I'm, I wasn't going to get him going. I'm going to just <laughs> appreciate you. Appreciate you, my brother. All right, cool. All right, so we got the NFC West. We got the, the Cardinals, of course. Uh, we don't know what's going on too much with that quarterback situation with Kyler being injured. Some are saying this may be his last year. We got the L.A. Rams. We got the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Lowe's, your Rams. How are you liking their chances winning this division this year? <laughs> Wow, man. Uh, I didn't mean to blow on the mic, but 
No, I don't I don't like the chances at all, especially with Cup, our best weapon where our offense run through. Probably gonna miss two or three games this season. Um according to one of my league mates, he's gonna he's probably out for the year, according to his sources. Who knows if that's true or not? But we'll <laughs> no, find out. He doesn't <laughs> have sources. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow for sure how long he's out. I'm expecting him, he'll probably get put on the pup. He'll probably miss two or three games. That's what I'm expecting for him to get oh, fully he missed four games, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That three to four games. Either he's going to, you know, go on the pup, miss four games, or they're going to just hold him out three games. Um, I'm expecting three, four games max for him. And so with that news, you know, that really – our team is young already. I got them at the bottom of the division um, with the Cardinals, and I got the 49ers winning this division easily um, this year. I think the 49ers is going to be a top-two team this year. Um, it's going to all depend on if Brock Purdy – can continue to be that guy, that point guard for that team that we've seen him do in the second half of the season. Easiest pick. I agree with you, 49ers. I go 49ers as well. I mean, this has been a real fun episode, man. We're going to have to really refer back to this. Our listeners can refer back to this and see who was right. So we definitely going to keep this one in the archive. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast for more sports content. I'm getting out of here. I'm going on vacation. But make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And like I said, you might want to check out that episode 134, 135 as you're preparing for your fantasy drafts coming up. We got some real good stuff like that, talking about tiers and, and who we believe in as players that can help you win your fantasy tournaments. Uh, but until next time, we are out of here. Later.